We are I. I find it very fascinating to be able to have an opportunity to watch this, you know, chat GPT rollout and open AI rollout and how people are reacting to it. Because when I was young, I guess nobody really understood what the internet was, but I was a pre-internet phase and then came into this internet realm. And I guess a little backstory to that is, you know, I remember wanting to have a computer because computers were there, but the internet was not, obviously. And I remember wanting to have a computer at home because it was like you were cool or, you know, you had money or any of these things. Like if you had a computer at home, like, fuck, you were like a baller. You know, especially if you could play video games, you know, on these computers. Like that was just next level. You know, and we played World of Warcraft way back, way back when. You know, you're talking junior high school in the 90s. You know, but I used to ride my bike in high school. I used to ride my bike for about 45 minutes to the university to go to their computer lab just to be able to chat on MSN Messenger. Like that's that's what my internet experience was like. That's what my computer experience was like growing up when I was a teenager. You know, never mind, you know, where we're at now. You know, with young kids having tablets and phones and computers to be able to log on to anytime they want. You know, but we didn't really understand. I don't think anybody understood what the internet would really morph into be, you know, about 20 years later. But I think we all understand exactly, you know, what AI, open AI, chat GPT, these language models, I think they all we all know exactly where this kind of goes. Or we can anticipate it anyway. I guess we don't know exactly where it goes because it could go a lot of different avenues. But I think those avenues all follow down this one kind of main trajectory. And what is the ultimate conclusion of that? I don't think anybody knows. But I I believe that we know like the main course that this is going down. And the part that I find very fascinating is, you know, all these teachers and academics and, you know, saying how... All these children are now, you know, getting ChatGPT, OpenAI, you know, all these language models to write essays, to write poems, to, you know, do all this research for them. And it's not okay. And, you know, at the beginning, I thought, you know, like, wow, what a great fucking way to like dodge shit. You know, but we feel like if you spin this back. When books were actually created, when the printing press was created, there was such pushback because there was a few that controlled power, the power of information, the power of knowledge. And when the printing press came around, it challenged that centralized power. There was a ton of pushback, a ton, because it gave people the power and the opportunity to be able to learn and to be educated. You know, then you get into the, you know, past the printing press and it works out those aches and pains and it completely changes the world. 
And then you get to the internet, which was the new age printing press that took like a hundred years to get from printing press to internet. You know, but then, you know, and I guess we can't even say, I don't know if it's a hundred years, but it's a hundred years or more. It takes you from the printing press to the internet. And then you have the printing press 2.0, which again challenges people in power because now you have access to information. And this is the reason why the centralized power wants to censor the internet and only give you the information it wants you to see. These government systems want you to see the information they deem to be the correct information because Unbridled access to information and education is power, power in the hands of people. If it wasn't for the internet, we wouldn't see and a lot of the things wouldn't be exposed that we get to see today. And I think the internet, you know, 2.0, now that getting into this more uncensored internet, thanks to Twitter and Elon Musk and people alike that are doing this, we really get to see the depths of how we've been misled because we just don't have the opportunity to be able to see both sides. And I'm not saying that you have to, to completely soak in and absorb this, this other narrative, but you need to hear that too to be able to form your opinion because you need both sides. You need to hear both sides to be able to understand how you feel about a subject. You can't ever just hear one side and be like, well, this is exactly how I feel, you need to hear both sides. But again, you have all these academics, you had all these teachers when the internet came around, it completely rattled their cages because all their students had access to all this information and all this power that only they had before through all this education. But now you get into printing press 3.0, which is chat GBT, and it's challenging them again. You know, and they have this small window right now where, you know, the smart ones might be able to see and to know because none of these language models are current to date. You can't ask it about an event that's happening right now. They are years old in information. So if you were an academic, all you'd have to say is I want all my, you know, all the, the essays or short stories or something in today's time as much as possible. You're never going to completely curve it because you're going to have to go historical in some things. But this is the same thing like when, you know, we went from an abacus to a calculator. You know, we went from a calculator to a scientific calculator. We went from a calculator to the internet. We went from the internet to ask Google. We went from asking Google to ChatGPT. These are all just the natural stepping stones of the technology that we hyper focus on. So when people say like, because I was thinking this, if this is how I got down this train of thought. If you were to say to ChatGPT, type in, you know, and pay the 20 bucks for 4.0. Say ChatGPT, I want to write a book. I want this book to be, and then ChatGPT, okay. It comes back, I want this book to be 10 chapters. Okay. I want this book to be about. So you're training it now to start to harvest what your goal is. You know, it's minor prompts before you start to get into the, you know, to the more fine-tuned information. 
you have down on your piece of paper what each one of your chapters wants to be. Then you say, I need an introduction into this topic. I need chapter one. I want X amount of words about this topic. That's chapter one. Grab it, copy, paste. Okay, chapter two. Are you ready for chapter two? Yes. Okay, this is the topic. Okay, now I need X amount of words under this topic. Well, that's just the new version of what Internet 2.0 was, Internet 1.0, and what the printing press was. It's the same thing. Just because there's a different way of harvesting the information, because this is what I thought. Could you write, could you get ChatGPT to write a book? And put your name on it that you authored it, or would you have to put something like curated by? You know, what what it what do you do there? But then I thought I'm like, well, no, because it's the same. If you do your research in a different kind of way, but it's the same research that you're doing, because this book still has to be edited. This book still has to, it's not a final product at that point in time. It's just a different way of harvesting the information, an easier, more systematic way of harvesting the information. Because if you use the internet as a resource to be able to write a book, that's the same thing as using ChatGPT. If you didn't use the internet, but you say, okay, well, the internet's cheating to be able to write a book to do, you know, um, due diligence on this book, to be able to do research for this book. I'm not going to use the internet because that's cheating. I'm going to use everything I learned from talking to these professors in this field when I paid for this education and on research that I've done subsequently. Well, that would be like, you know, internet 1.0. Like That's the printing press because it's still the same thing. It's not information that you have wholly curated on your own is still a collection of data, a collection of information that you've relayed in your own way in a different way than other people have and put that to market, which is the same thing as if you use the internet to be able to gather that information, make it your own, and then put it to market, which is the same thing as using ChatGPT or OpenAI to gather that information. It's just a different way of gathering information to be able to relay that onto the public. But you've just made it easier on yourself. You might have made it easier for the reader because I don't even know. Maybe you can prompt ChatGPT and OpenAI to say, I want this book to be wrote for a demographic that is generally educated. So that it's easier to digest. So then you become more relatable. Well, now, fuck, you got something going on here. Because we all know when you do research and you have a book that is very academic, it's very hard to understand and interpret. You know, you have to go to school almost to be able to get that kind of in-depth understanding to be around that verbiage for long enough that it becomes a second language to you. Else it's very easy to get lost in that information that is black and white, but it's just talking in a different tongue. So you see all this pushback, but again, if you look back, there was there's pushback at the internet. There was pushback at calculators for math. There was pushback at 
the printing press for information, just like what there was for the internet for information. Whenever there's these major shifts that are can, can, going to completely change education, power, and control, when there's an opportunity that the world has to be able to change that power structure, there's always pushback. There's always pushback by government systems. There's always pushback by educators. There's always pushback by them all because it completely changes that centralized power. Because it comes back to this quote that I've talked about on the podcast before and I relay this all the time. And it's more of a statement, I guess, than a quote. It stemmed from a quote, but I'm going to go with the statement. And it just says, it's like, well, who, who has, or like, who's the most intelligent person you know? Well, it's everybody. As long as you have access to the internet, because now you have more access to information than any other time ever. You are smarter than Einstein was. With the access to information that you have. Now, can you create new theories because of that? Probably not. But when it comes strictly to access information, you are more intelligent than any of these people who have ever come before us. Because you strictly, you have an unfeathered access to information. <laughs>